If you enjoy listening to inspirational stories from people just like us, facing the fear and doing it anyway, then you're in the right place. My name is Claire Hill and this is the No Rest for the Vivid podcast. Hello, welcome to the No Rest for the Vivid podcast. Uh, this is episode six of the Warrior Wednesday series where I'm featuring amazing Vivid Club members. Well, all members of the Vivid Club are amazing, by the way. I have no favourites, but, and, not buts. <laughs> it's just whoever got a slot on the day that I sent them out to record the podcast. Um, today I have the wonderful Joe Froud here from Donnie and Fred Designs. Welcome to the podcast, Joe. Hello, lovely to be here. Um, lovely to have you uh would you like to introduce yourself and tell everyone what you do so i am joe i run a business um dolly and fred designs um creating prints and greeting cards and stationery mainly aimed at children um and some for adults as well but a lot of what i do is about putting um positivity into the lives of young children that's really important to me and i don't feel there's enough color and vibrancy and all of that love in the world for the children and um through hopefully through prints I can provide more of that. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> so how did it all begin? Um so when my daughter was um I was a childminder and I was pregnant with my daughter and I was not wanting to go back into that childminding with two children and I created some artwork for her walls and loved doing it loved the um the way that it made me feel through like my mental health having something that was for me to focus on rather than just being run-of-the-mill mum here there and everywhere and um so yeah I taught myself how to draw through that process of wanting to create color in her room um and also loved the feeling it gave me having something that I could teach myself and that was mine as opposed to there for the world like in every way that I am I'm mum has wife everything and I didn't want to be a childminder anymore yeah um any I mean all credit to childminders like I know I was a teacher but my my childminder that's after Jackson like I just don't know how she does it (laughs) I still think I couldn't don't know how teachers do it even though I was one um so how what I love about your story is that you made this decision I'm going to teach myself how to draw because I think when you get if if you weren't ever told I don't know about you but I I am not very good at drawing I actually can make better images in wire out of wire than I can holding a pen or a pencil yeah and it's only recently that I've started holding a pen properly so I was never really taught how to hold it. So I had this really yeah. weird way of holding my pen and pencil, which yeah. is, it helped me to be able to draw a bit more confidently now. But as an adult, for me to go, right, I'm going to learn how to draw because it's something that's always like you do it at school and then if you're not good at it, then you're not good at it and that's it. Yeah. You made a decision, I'm going to learn how to draw. Yeah, I I don't really know where it came from <laughs> really I was um, at school I didn't do art as GCSE I dropped that the idea of having to sit a 10-hour exam or whatever to do a painting um, was not me I did textiles and I did dance so I had the creativity in my bones in that respect but 
not through drawing. But you wouldn't equally find me put pen to paper very often. It's all digital. And I think that leads into my technology sort of mindset. I'm very loved computers and loved admin and that kind of thing. So for me, it was a way that I felt I could combine the two through digital drawing. So this is space to speak there's no original sort of prints of my watercolors and things like that around it's all completely digital because that just lended to what I found a love for but I love that too because you it's straight away you 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 sort of if people are saying oh you're learning to draw and it's oh why can't it be digital now we live in a digital world so that it it takes out like a barrier to actually accessing the ability because you know having the right pen pencil or the paper um and you know like when I talk about writing I have a specific book that I write in with specific style pens because I know what feels smooth to write otherwise that would create a barrier but then also with drawing if you get it wrong then you've got a you know no one really pencil's a bit dull you don't want to draw in pencil you might want to draw in pen because it's a bit more bold and and but now and then you, you if you go wrong you got you can't rub it out but that's the beauty of digital isn't it that you can go yeah. back and change and you know I feel like it's like a much more freer way to express yourself create creatively oh absolutely I mean as we've there's so many you can use any different brush stroke you can scan in things and turn them into brushes that is things that you've taken and stuff I do find the I have started to do more sketching as to build in that as a base layer and then I'm tapping away at my piece of paper going come on undo and I can't undo it (laughs) and I'm like oh yeah that's why (laughs) so it's yeah but I mean I do love the the freedom and for me it means that it doesn't there's no I'm not wasting anything so if I don't like what I've put down on paper I'm not wasting a resource or anything like that and I know that it's just I can do as much as I want and build up I'm not going to run out of my expensive sketchbook because I can just have more and more more sheets of paper and so the learning can feel much freer in that way because you don't see that pile build up of oh there's another one I didn't like there's another one I didn't like yeah I love that it just seems it's such more like for your mindset just a a a much more accessible way I love that and I haven't actually the reason I'm talking about it so much is like like I said I don't really draw but it feels that to me well actually I could I could you know it, it actually feels so much more accessible and possible for me to be able to draw um but saying that I do draw my vivid wire design so I don't know what I'm talking about because I do I draw digitally all the time but I suppose it's because it's for wire yeah really a drawing but it is a drawing but yeah. I love that so how did you for it for it to evolve from the prints for your daughter's bedroom and the fact that you didn't want to be be a childminder anymore how did you take those steps to being okay I'm gonna have a business I'm gonna you know, and how you grew it because you've you've done so well on Etsy with the business, haven't you? Yeah. So I had a previous Etsy business that um was just 
it was selling cards that I actually cut out the pieces and stuck them down to make 3D cards. And I couldn't see how that, for me, in the small space of time I had between naps, could turn that into something that would actually bring me an income that I could scale and grow with. And so I closed that down and decided to launch the um, prints on Etsy. And I th- I feel like I got lucky in a way, but I know it wasn't all just lucky. When the pandemic hit, I had a print that I'd launched about a month, a month and a half, which is a family print, which has their family's names like cut through the middle of it. And so obviously everyone felt that connection to family, to needing to send things to show they love them so it took off from that and that just scaled my business but that then gave me the money the income and the confidence to then start putting more effort into what I was doing and then it's not been until really the last year that I've really honed in and found what it is that I love to do and the direction that I want to go with that and you've also got your um your Oh, I've forgotten that was off the top of my head. What's the other bit that you do for the portfolio? Patterns. Patterns. That's patterns. It. God, I've literally, that word just <laughs> literally left my brain. Um, so with your patterns, how did you sort of start to think about your patterns becoming just, you know, more than just a print? Mm. I think it comes with, I think it's my brain. I'm always striving for more. I'm always wanting to move myself to that next level. And when we moved here in 2020, we're in a new build house. So all the walls were white and I really wanted colour. There's um, um, in a really nice dinosaur like bedding and curtain set that Florence chose for her room. And I wanted to do prints that matched into that. And it just sort of, I thought, do you know what? Why can't I start doing the curtains to go with the prints? So that's sort of what's been ticking away in my brain that, I want to be the whole package and if I want to move to the next level and want more then that's where I'd love to go to put more colour into the world for children. Love it. Um, We had a group session yesterday in the Vivi Club um, where we were talking about our dreams for the year and I pushed you a little bit didn't well quite a lot of things (laughs) (laughs) but it's okay you're one of my one-to-one clients so it's all right so I I know my parameters with it but um, what is now your dream for the year where are you heading in your work and what's next for you so now I have made the decision that now I'm going to focus more on that portfolio that's been ticking away in my brain for the last 18 months and I'd want to make it a reality it feels scary because I don't know what I was doing but then I have to tell myself I didn't know what I was doing when I was listing stuff on Etsy for the first time I didn't know what I was doing when I was sending out those prints to people how they were going to be received and so it's a journey and I feel ready that I can now move that on to the next step and embrace it yeah yeah (laughs) very excited we put um well, yesterday, and those members that have watched, I put down a goal for for Joe about how much um, she want. I, I I thought it could be possible to bring in, and you said a number above what I wrote, and I was so <laughs> happy. And in the call, I'm like, yes, because <laughs> you like dreamt a bit bigger than what I dreamt for you, and I was so <laughs> chuffed, loving it. Yeah, I already thought I was dreaming big with my original numbers. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that's the thing isn't it it's like and it's about from there that dream and that's the, the, the premise of the third planning model which we've used in the, in the Vivi Club is saying what's your dream of the year how much money can you comfortably like how much money do you comfortably need to make that dream a reality and it all comes from that it's got to be that your business is, is you know there for your dreams and for you you've got your dreams and when I asked you is that total that you already had is that going to get you there and you were like "Mm, maybe and it was like not a definite yes so the theory of that is if it's maybe going to get you there then are you going to bother because if you're like oh well it's probably not possible because I'm not you're not set yourself up to have enough money for that dream to come true but now you know, you're like, right, that's the goal. How much more comfortable does the goal that you said feel now? It still feels scary, but <laughs> I think when I set that original goal, I wasn't thinking of patterns. I wasn't thinking no. of that side of things. So if I'm thinking that it's completely different, so it has to be different because I don't want to take away from what I I'm doing at the moment the prints aren't going to disappear just because I'm launching another side of what I'm doing so actually that income has to reflect that because otherwise I'm setting two goals almost one that's for the patterns one that's for the prints and kind of combining them together because they are one business at the end of the day yeah absolutely so you've been a Vivi Club member since May June April April yeah I'm in because you came in the back door, didn't you? Through I did, Colette. yes. Colette um, has been on and uh, she was um, episode two of the, the series. So she was published a few weeks ago. Obviously, I recorded it today, but, you know, podcast world. Um, and she brought you into the club. And I I love the fact that Colette, she's not just brought you in, she's brought two other members in as well. Can you remember what you felt you wanted? And that's why you wanted to join the Vivid Club. Um, I've been a member, I think, I can't remember, I listed it off the Colette a few weeks ago. I think I've been a member of like 10 different memberships for small businesses. And each one's felt big. I've not felt that accountability. I've learned stuff because the training's good, but the accountability to actually get involved, listen, take it on board and do the actions from it isn't, hasn't been there with those groups But I could really, I've only known Colette really since Christmas, Mm. believe it or not. But I could really see the journey that she was going on through with the Vivid Club. And I was like, I want a bit of that. And I want somewhere that I can actually stick around with, build my mindset. And, well, you know, who I am now is different to who I am when I joined, even though it's not that long ago. And I, I wanted a bit of that. I could see the confidence that was coming through her. Um, and so, yeah, I just felt like I wanted to belong somewhere. And I've loved it. It's been the longest membership I've stayed in. So Yay! <laughs> and you're coming to the meetup in a couple of weeks. How do you yes. feel about that? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's the first time I've ever done anything like this. So, yeah, I'll be with Colette and Kirsty. So. We'll have each other for moral support. Yeah, I love that. It's going to be, oh, I'm just so excited about it. And I know, like, by the time anyone listens to this episode, we'd have had it, but it's just, oh, it's just going to be amazing. 
Um, so when um, with the Vivid Club, where do you think, and, and, and you just said something about the person that you were when you joined is not the person you are now. And I am just going to um, slightly tweak that phrase by saying that you've always been this person. It was just giving you permission to remember who you were and allow that side of you to come out. What? So that that's one point of this. But what do you feel has had the most impact on you for from the Bivy Club? Um, I love the community. I love that I feel I belong with a group of other like-minded business women I really like that and I like the way that my mindset is challenged because even like the setting the goals that we set yesterday it, it I could just be like oh well yeah that's just a number I'm never going to reach them and then give up as soon as I start and that's where I would would have been but I love the fact that I'm pushed and challenged to actually make that mindset shift so that those dreams can then become reality in and I'm in it for the long run so I need that I'm not here just to make a quick bit of money and run this is it helps me um with my mental health and my mindset and everything as much as it does being able to put back into the world so I think without being in the vivid club I probably would be closer to giving up through well, it's just easier to go out and get a job somewhere, isn't it? Because <laughs> that's where my thoughts were a few months ago. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest, it is easier. It is easier to go and get a job, but it's not, it doesn't make you as happy. And the easier way is not always the happiest way. Mm, definitely. But I think it's it's um um the the oh, I was going to say a point. What was I going to say? I think. With the the mindset shifts and challenging people, when you've got that um, that dream and that goal, and I mean, we're just talking about the dream of the year. So it's just where you want to be this time next year and how that will feel if you achieve it. And that feeling of, like, and I know yours, it will be like that, oh, my goodness, we're nearly there. Like that, those feelings we can create in ourselves when I question, you know, like, well, I can't do it. But the, the, the question I always say is like, why not? The only mm. reason you won't get there is if you don't follow the steps of a plan that you create. So, and it has to be, it's working out that plan, you know, the, of, of how you're going to get there. You've already started, I mean, it's 24 hours since we had that meeting, Joe, And I know you've already <laughs> done loads to get this goal off the ground like get this plan in place but the I think that's the beauty of the third planning model to just say like right what's your focus for this week now that's obviously tweaked we had our CEO time where you've done your planning and stuff but and then you've had that meeting but it, that weekly focus is now filling the gaps in my portfolio so I'm sure by the end of this week you're going to be like my portfolio is ready and then I know you spoke to me and said now I've, I've got to think about who I'm going to pitch to but that's part of the next that that'll be next week's weekly focus. And then you go, okay, well, gonna the next week will be pitching after being in Bristol. You know, so it's all of these if you follow the steps and you just focus on one week at a time, how will your how will it not be possible? Um, well, it will be possible. And I think 
exactly. the other thing is yeah it will be possible but if I've tried my best I've tried my absolute best and actually if I don't put in the effort to get there well I'm still stuck where I was 18 months ago with an idea in my head that I'm still too scared to put down on paper and so even if I get close to the goal that I'm really pushing for it doesn't matter because I've done something that I didn't think that I could do I've made that portfolio I've made those scary steps and pitched it I've learned from that and I can evolve and move forward from that Yeah, it's definitely possible. It's definitely possible. I'm so excited for you. Um, so I'm asking everyone, and I to ask everybody on the podcast, if there was something that you could tell yourself 10 years ago that you know now, but you wish you'd known then, what would that be? Oh, there's a lot of emotions from 10 years ago. <laughs> 10 years ago this year, I was fired from a... Um, telecommunications job that I hated because I was too kind and too nice to do the job and I was told I could just was too nice to work in sales and so I've had that niggle in my way for all of running the business because well we are doing sales really aren't we but I would just be like don't listen to them the world that that you're working with we're working in there is not for you and actually you will find your way and you will find a way to use your kindness and the niceness that you have to impact the world in in the way that I'm meant to. So that's what I tell myself. That's pretty powerful, Joe. because and that is, that is your why, isn't it? Yeah. I love it. Although I'm so proud of you and I know like, you know, I, I'm very lucky to work with you one-to-one as well, but the progress that you've made and it's like it's not even six months it's just phenomenal I, I totally 100 100% believe that you will get to those goals and um you know and I will say this to, especially for you that you haven't come this far to only get this far no definitely not no where can everyone find you Joe? So you can find me on Instagram or Pinterest at Dolly and Fred Designs or on my website at dollyandfred.co.uk. Amazing. Thank you so much, Joe, for coming. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the No Rest for the Vivid podcast, written, produced and hosted by Claire Hill and music has been composed by my brother, Phil Vidler. 